You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the second part of our Attacking Scrum special with Sonny Parker and Kai Griffiths. Thank you very much indeed for downloading this one. If you haven't heard part one, make sure you go and head back and, and check that one out. The first part is uh, is really a a review of the Six Nations, and that was uh, that was great fun to do. This one is a bit more light-hearted, uh, so we get to grips with uh, some of the boys' best tour memories and things like that. And again, this was a, a lot of fun to record and uh, we, we really enjoyed doing it. So again, big thanks to everyone at London Welsh and uh, and Chesterton's for sorting this out. A big thanks, in uh, as always, to uh, to our sponsors, So Coffee Trades. And most of all, a big thanks to Sonny and Kai for taking the time out of, uh, taking time out of their day to, to chat with us. So Hope you enjoy this one, and if you do, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Awesome. Well, we're going to get we're going to get some questions from the audience in just a moment, um, but just before we do that. Uh, a new feature which we're trialling tonight, Baptism of Fire, uh, which is called uh, Tap and Go. So quick fire, um, quick fire answer. Uh, so each of you just uh, quickly answer this question. Dan's going Dan's to kick us off. Uh, who is the hardest player you've ever played against? Uh, Todd Blackadder. Yeah. Do I have to say why? Yeah. yeah. Oh, in the uh, bottom of a ruck once, I was playing against him in, uh, for Ponapreeth against uh, Edinburgh, and I was in the bottom of a ruck. And he said, oh, you shouldn't be in the bottom of a rock, uh, boy. And then he elbowed me across the face. So, okay. So, yeah, he was quite a uh, competitor, obviously, in New Zealand, sort of rugby and everything as well. So, Todd, yeah, Todd Blanket for myself. For me, it's uh, why well, not, he's not an actual player I played against, but a player I played with. So that's Filo Tia Tia. And obviously, I was trying to tackle him day in, day out in training. And I think that's. Yeah, huge, <laughs> bigger, bigger hit than yours. Well. Yeah, huge <laughs> but yeah, he, he, he was an animal. Like T was an animal. He was he was different. Yeah, was different At that age, where he came to us as well, I think he was about 34, 35. Yeah. 
So you think he's yeah. over the age, but he was a, as competitive as Alwyn Jones. So yeah, he's he's a, he's a complete animal. Be interesting seeing those two go head to head. Fuck all them. <laughs> um, best tourist then. Uh, internationally, it was uh, Hugh Bennett because uh, <laughs> yeah, he was a massive character for me in terms of uh, I used to room with him a lot. Um, I know we've got the, probably got this question later, but basically I never used to sleep in the bedroom. <laughs> I used to sleep somewhere else all the time. It's Can't probably you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's probably you. Because he used to invite his friends from... Because like, we were in a, we toured Australia once. Um, we had these rooms, and he had a couple of his friends. Oh, I don't know if you know them. Um, and they stayed in the room. I came back one night, and they were in the room, in the bed. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> There's no, no room, so I had to go find another room, yeah. So here's a shocker. <laughs> I have to say, you, mate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my sweets all the time. Your sweet and crisps. <laughs> always this supply there. Yeah. You'd always find like a garage or somewhere down the road. Dominoes. And, and, uh, you sneak out and get it and get the supplies. Yeah, I used to eat. <laughs> like the day before a game, I used to eat anything. That's the news to care. My diet throughout the week was good. But yeah, the day before a game was everything, wasn't it? Just disco biscuits. Yeah, it's sort of anyway. Yeah, strange one. <laughs> okay, um, pint of lager or pint of protein shake? Pint of cider. <laughs> pint of Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pint. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this is a little bit left field now. Strangest thing that's ever been said to you on a pitch. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Cheeky guy told me, oh, how come? How are you a professional? <laughs> I was like, I know, mate. <laughs> All right, a couple of a couple of quick ones to finish. Uh, I think we know the answer to uh, the answer to this one from earlier. But bigger patch or, or Anskin? Bigger. I was, I was going to say patch. But the structure they're playing at the moment. Yeah. Who would, you, who would you prefer to, to play outside out of those three, having done so a bigger? Oh, with the game plan that they play at the moment, petrol. Okay. Yeah. Uh, London or Wales? London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love London. That's it, know your audience. Uh, and then to finish, uh, worst roommate? Oh, sorry, is it Hugh? Me? No, Hugh. Hugh being at myself, like I said before. Paul James, Assi. Really? Always naked. <laughs> Front row union. Yeah. Happy days. Awesome. Uh, right, at this point, we'd like to, to hear from the audience. So, uh, who has a question for our panel? Gareth. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, great podcast so far. Great evening. Thank you very much for, for doing this. Um, Dan Bigger. A lot of chat about Dan Bigger today and his qualities. A couple of things. He's got a Northampton in this season, so he's not really protected, right, in terms of the, how, many, how much game time they have. So, for me, not a great bet long term for the World Cup. Secondly, what gets on my nerves with Dan Bigger, <coughs> he's got his hands in the air for all game appealing, right, yeah. against the referee. What are your thoughts on that? I know. Dan Bigger is appealing. Oh, no, we have never liked that. He used to do it all the time in training mm-hmm. as well. Um, it's just one of those things he just does naturally. I, I just, 
That's who he is. I just, mm. Personally, as you know, as playing with him at the time, in training as well. We, we used to hate it. We speak about it all the time. It's just, he just does it. I don't know. It's involuntary, isn't it? It's like maybe, breathing for him. Maybe it is. <laughs> he's, he's that much competitive. And he, yeah. That much wants it. Maybe that's a downside that a of downside that. So I'd rather have that than someone is. Well, I have to turn up for a game. I perform. He, he's yeah. not that. So I'd rather if that is. A part of it, yeah, which well, I don't agree with. Yeah. I'll take that over. But it's when he, it's, like it's when he speaks to, it's like, yeah. like, like when it's, but when he speaks to the ref is probably the biggest thing. When he shouldn't be, when he's not the captain, stuff like that. I don't mind him throwing his dummies and everything. Yeah, this is what he is. Isn't he? Like if you know him, you know that he's like that, and it doesn't mean you know he's not anything. That, you know, there's no damage happening. Is it? He's not going to kill. He's not killing anyone or anything. It's just the way he is. He's emotional. But if, when he speaks to the ref and that uh, the ref affects the decision of the team, that's different. I think it's only coming with the value of rugby for him mm. to be doing that, personally. I think it counts against him and the team he's playing for when he does it so often. If it's once or twice a game, then it's about the material. All the time, you ignore it as official, in my opinion. Throw it back to you, though, Gareth. Let's say it's we're back in that fictional scenario of quarterfinal against Australia, and that is the difference between getting the decision that wins Wales the game and that doesn't, is all forgotten? A good referee would not look at what Gambig is doing or appealing. If he sees the offence and that offence is material, the referee will give that offence irrespective of Gambig's appeal or not. It's a disappointingly good answer, actually. I'll have to give you that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> spoken like a true ref. Uh, <laughs> any, uh, any other questions for our coaches? Sorry, on the thing with Gambig, but I, mean, I personally have Dan who would you have as a, a taken over? Would you have Patchell or um, Anstrom as a, on the on the bench? Uh, yeah, like I, I mentioned before, I'm I'm a bit of a Patchell fan myself, yeah. just just because of the style that they're playing, um, how they were playing, how Wales were playing before they're very structured. Um, it was, it was, for me, it was quite basic, but the way it's opened up a little bit, I think Patchell has it's a little bit just that little bit more flair. Um, he sees the pitch differently as well, whereas Dan's sort of more of a a chess player, he's got probably thinking about something four phases, you know, ahead of something. But whereas Pats will see, for me, I think it's more about the pitch reader that you see in front of you, and I think Pats will see it a lot better than Dan at the moment. Do you think Anskin will see that as well? At the moment, I think he's very raw. Mm. Um, I, I personally, I, I don't, I'm, I'm up and down the way he plays at the moment. He's sort of, uh, he's a bit hit and miss. Uh, yeah, I just haven't seen enough of him. Not enough, no. And the, and the Blues are sort of jumping him around a little yeah. bit where, where he's playing also. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, a, bit, I'm a bit on edge with uh, asking. Any other questions from the floor? So, for, for Kai, sorry Kai, but um, if you could pick one player from any country currently playing in the Six Nations to send out for us, for London Welsh, <laughs> who would you pick and why? Halloween Jones. Um, yeah, just I think we were talking before, and I think the dinner we had here last week, he, he never underperformed more than seven and a half to an eight, even on an off day. So, uh, yeah, and his, his leadership as well is something out of his world. So, yeah, Alan Johnson. So, who do you replace the team, you or Thomas Bell? <laughs> <laughs> I'd move myself to six. <laughs> <laughs> I'll move him to eight. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Yeah, I'm the same with Alan Rod. Um, just growing up with him as a, he's, when I first saw him in training, he's sort of running around with his head off, you're smashing everyone. It wasn't really a contact session either. And I was like, yeah, he's this little nutter. Always, he was a little, he was still big at that time. But I was like, oh, that's Alan Winner. And, like, oh. and he's like that constantly, constantly in training all the time. Like the old you know, saying, train how you play type thing. He does mm. that, and not many people do that. So would you, would you keep him as captain if, with Sam coming back fit? Yeah. Um, that's the thing. I, I, you know, I can't really comment on that. I, I, obviously, Sam's got his little... Um, the way he does things and everything, but you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't really like to comment on those. Cause you know, I, I'm more the person if I know him, then I might see it. But yeah, he does lead by example, but he gets injured a lot as well. So I'm a bit funny with Sam. Um, I think my first, all I know is that Sam, my, our first sort of tour away with Wales with him and playing for uh, against Canada was his first cap. I was rooming with him, and all he talked about was rugby. All, all he wanted to do was train. He's just one of those guys, and you know, he, may, he must have that sort of aura within a group of being able to you know, ha, you know, draw everyone in with that as well. And that's the same sort of quality that Alan has as well. So, yeah, that's a hard question, to be honest. He's, um, he's renowned for his love of chocolate as well. Did he pick that up a few <laughs> on that first tour? <laughs> he, he may have, he may have. But, yeah, well, you know, I like the blessed with leaders, yeah. with Alan and Sam. That's all I can say on that, I guess. Hmm. Cool. Any more questions for the panel? <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. I'm, yeah, I don't know. Or should we have a Welsh coach? Lynn Jones. You need, you need the best coach in the world to try and get, put him into that position, don't you? I think if he's Welsh, there's a bonus. If he's not, I don't think we can go down the route that he has to be Welsh. Um, but it's a hard... I think they say put it down to the last two or three. No, yeah, I think it was the last two or three. So it's there, thereabouts. But I honestly, I wouldn't know who to put in there, if I'm honest with you. It's probably one of the hardest jobs you can have within the rugby world, to be honest, because Wales is such a fishbowl. So I wouldn't want it. Sorry? Oh, Kai does. Four years here first, Uh, personally, I think a bit of everyone, yeah. bit of everyone, you know, Lynn Jones, Gats, Rob Powley, Graham Henry, one of my first 15 coaches, you know, from Asia's Leicester, Fenerov, uh, you know, there's all of them really, all of them, um, it's all, but it's, yeah, it's, it's the, oh, yeah, I guess all of them, they've all taught you at least something, you know what I mean, so, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, the, it's all Pat Hogan, scrum half the knee. When I had him with Neath the first uh, year when they transitioned into the off grade and he was still coaching playing, he was a really good coach. Uh, I thought he was uh, underestimated in Wales. Um, yeah, he was really good. Uh, Lynn, Lynn's Lynn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, John Humphreys as well, another really good coach. I was quite lucky to have. And I think my last proper coach was Gibbo as well. I think. Um, 
especially the Ospreys. <coughs> he was a good man as well. You could really talk to him. But I, I think like this sort of mentality, trying to switch the boys on going into the games, not playing mindset with the player, but trying to get him switched on in a different way. So I think that, that's what I've tried to bring into the to this team this year. Is when you go away to places and we're very blessed here. We've got this, we've got here, we've got you guys as supporters as well. So playing here for us is, is, is pretty easy. Going from here to a, a, a park where a dog chases a ball when you're trying to warm up. <laughs> the, the change room is full of damp and wet and stuff. To perform mentally at that level to where you are over here is completely different. So over here, you switched on, you're turning up, families around you, you're in a comfortable place, you can switch on, you can go. Go into places like that, you have to start building it up from a Tuesday, Thursday. Talking to about little things, mentality, going into that place and try and perform because you can't just turn up and be 100% ready to go there. You have to build it up. So I, I think speaking to the guys, building up to it, I think that's why our away record been quite good. We've gone to horrible, horrible places and if you're not there as a 15, yeah. you're not going to perform. So, yeah, I think you take a little bit what Sonny said from all the different coaches you've had and try and pick the best bits of them. On, on that theme, if you, if you get promoted this year, you go higher up the leagues, would that make it easier then to become a bit more of a it depends if the if the playing group or the player grows as a as an individual and as, as a player as well and starts understanding what he needs to start preparing to go into Saturday. So he's not an external voice talking to him, saying if he's switched on. Because you can tell in the group when they're about to run on the field, you can tell yeah they're they're on the money today, or how they're conducting themselves in the change rooms. How they're walking into the change rooms, how their how their body language is. So you can pick up on these little things, building up to it. I've I've spoken to Sonny in the in the warm-ups, thinking, oh, Sonny, we're we're off, we're off here, we're really off here, going into this game, and so you need to bring them in, having a chat with them, sort of cheer them up. So hopefully, as a group, as a collective, they grow, as a team, we, we develop as well, and so we're able to go in there, and people are more accountable for themselves. Assume when we go up next season, but you've got plans set for extra players coming in. Yeah, I've sp sp spoken a, spoken a few players to be honest. Um, uh, so yeah, it's, we're we're not just talking to you know the biggest scope is not understanding where the other teams are. You know, the, the league above us is not understanding where they are at with their teams because we don't have anything on them. Um, and the only sort of feedback we get back from that is the refs, isn't it, really? And they say we're probably two or three leagues above where we're at the moment. So, personally, looking at our front five, I think we're pretty happy with our front five at the moment. So, we probably just have to bol bolster our backs a little bit in terms of especially our back three. Um, it's probably, probably the biggest thing. So, that's where I'm trying to target at the moment. I think it's just getting what we've what we started at the start of the season to where we are now and to, for players to come and say, oh, I'm enjoying myself here, come, come down and have a look at what we're doing in London Welsh. So we've had a lot of friends and friends bringing people in and I think that's the best thing is, is having the, the proper environment here that they're enjoying it, they're getting looked after as well, they're getting coached well by Sonny, not by me. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, it's getting, so if, 
if, if his friend is down the road, he's going to have that conversation. Like, come here, just see what we've got here. So that's the biggest sort of uh, recruitment tool we've got, is what we're trying to build in here. Yeah, just, just talking to a lot of the players, where they've come from, isn't it? It's really, uh, all they do is do touch and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's just strange. That's, 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 <laughs> we, try to, we try and model our training sessions for what, we've, what we have had in the last couple of years, is short, tense, meaningful training sessions. We're not out there 20 minutes doing touch rugby. We, we don't play touch rugby. We might play touch fitness games to boost our fitness. The worst thing is, is having people turning up giving out their time to their families, their friends, turning up, not, uh, improving. not improving, not giving them justice because the coach hasn't sort of made a, a session plan or oh, it's just played 20 minutes, touch rugby, we'll do a bit of a line up. It's not fair on the players. So having meaningful sessions for hopefully them turning up. So if it is a flick of a coin between them that want to go down to the pub with their mates or they want to turn up here on a Tuesday, Thursday, they tend to have to try and choose us more than that opportunity. So, yeah, it's meaningful sessions. We've probably got time for a couple more questions, Gary. Uh, how much have you enjoyed being involved in the Welsh team? Because as supporters, we've really enjoyed your involvement and how the team have improved with your coaching throughout the season and also the togetherness of the squad. You've seen that from September to now and the characters coming through. So, you know, thank you for what you've done, but how much have you enjoyed the season at the club? Yeah, I think we've loved it. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, uh, we've got a you know, we've got a great management group. Um, with you know, obviously, I've played a lot of rugby with Kai. Um, and anyway, we've got Will also, and and the and the other boys, uh, Paul and uh, James also. You know, that that was key in terms of ha having that group together. You know, we all set to get together at the beginning of the season, and we have to have, we have to have that chemistry at the start as well. So, and that feeds down to everything else in terms of. The players coming in and everything, but um, but you know once we sort of started playing games, you know the thing the first time we came in here for a Q and A and the room was full with everyone that was quite emotional really. It was quite emotional time. <laughs> Strange one was that. Just start crying. Yeah, no, it's great. We're loving it. We're loving it. Yeah, we're lucky that obviously we worked together before. Um, Will has been a massive asset to us. People don't really speak about Will, but Will's our SNC guy. So he takes the warm ups, he does the fitness with the guys. I don't think anybody in this league and the two leagues above has got someone like that. A huge difference. 40, 50 minute in when boys are still kicking on, still wanting to score tries, still jogging to the halfway after scoring tries where everybody else is off their feet. So that's a massive thing with yeah. Will. And obviously, the other two coaches that we've got assisting us as well, which is, is, is a huge thing. So it's just not my eyes on Sonny's eyes in the session. We've got five eyes out there trying to improve the guys from the same book that we're trying to coach. So it's them having full on sort of feedback constantly, not just by us too, by the other three as well. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a good environment um, and I'm really enjoying it. Thank you, yeah. thank you both and all the coaches in London Works this season for what you've done. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and Kai and uh, Sonny, big thank you from, from everyone at Cheston as well for giving up your time tonight, and uh, Jed as well, oh, and for everyone for coming along. Um, I think everyone will agree it's been a great, you know, great evening, and um, hopefully we can do another one of these again. Definitely will. Thanks, everyone.
That's it for the first in our series of specials. As you will have heard if you've been listening to the podcast lately, we've got a few more of these to come over the course of the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, the first of these is my interview with Phil Steele, which was very, very open, very honest. Uh, yeah, really should be an interesting listen and hope you, uh, hope you can get the time to listen to that one with us. And then coming up after that later in the month, uh, um, our interview with David Bishop, the former Wales Pontypool scrum half and that was really really uh, explosive and open and, and that is something you're not going to want to miss take my word for that uh, and yeah if you have enjoyed these please leave us a review on iTunes I know I bang on about this an awful lot but it makes it a lot easier for uh, for your like-minded fans of Wales rugby to find the podcast and um, that can only be a good thing so uh, yeah if you do get the time leave us a review on iTunes we'll make sure we give you a shout out on air and yeah thanks very much for listening and we'll talk to you again soon Sports Social Podcast Network